plot twists, we're obsessed with them. In film, life and love, they turn up everywhere. It's that moment in a story where it takes you in an unexpected direction. I'm Tom, comedy and impressions lover. And I'm Fran, super fan of reality TV and rom-coms. And we're from now. And throughout this series, we're going to be interviewing TV and film stars, asking them all about their favourite plot twists, both on and off screen. So expect the unexpected, and hopefully some behind-the-scenes gems that you've never heard before. Contain spoilers. Obviously. I do think there are sometimes situations in life when the stars just align. And this week's guest, who are Cam and Jules from Married at First Sight Australia, is an exact example of one of those times because it combines my obsession with reality oh my God, TV you're with romance and soulmates and love stories, and it mishmashes the two together to create perfection. <laughs> Fran, <laughs> first of all, you're welcome. Secondly, I have never never known somebody to be so obsessed with reality tv it's, it's incredible honestly i watch it all i've got a hey you membership on now i'm into the kardashians i'm oh, into God. the Royal housewives i've watched below deck i can't get enough of it and married at first sight is a really interesting show because a group of psychologists get some singletons they psychologically test them to understand their wants their needs their personalities and they match them together Pretty straightforward, you might think. You'd be wrong, because the first <laughs> time they meet is on their wedding day. How nerve-wracking is that? Seriously. Oh, the concept just, is It's just nuts. bonkers. I mean, the show itself, we both loved it, to be fair. And, you know, they meet at the aisle, and some couples don't necessarily get on so well, but that makes amazing TV. But then Great you do watching. get the likes of Cam and Jules where they do just fall in love and you have this whirlwind romance and it is amazing. And talking of Cam and Jules, Fran, what's interesting is that we're often discovering the plot twist. We're, we're trying mm. to work out what those stories are that might not be told. But we kind of know what the deal is here. The fact that you meet a stranger, you get married, it's on national TV. So this was a great chance for us to really understand the process the ins and outs of the series, but also what's happened with their life since. Yeah, I mean, the very essence of why we're speaking to them is the plot twist in itself. But as you say, I want to just get under the skin of all the juiciness Cannot from wait. the series and their life since. So I will graciously hand over to them. It's Cam and Jules on Plot Twist. Well, let's, uh, let's kick this off. I mean, we are buzzing to speak to you guys <laughs> because, you know, certain shows, a bit like a song... It reminds you of a time in your life. And as you may be aware, in the UK, we went through our third lockdown in January. But you were our lockdown fix. Married at First Sight, Aww. Australia, season six, was just incredible. So first of all, thank you. <laughs> Aww, thanks so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to you and UK and Wales and Ireland who all tuned in. And that was definitely one of the... One of the things that I thought when I signed up for the show, I, I could just predict it. I said, in 18 months' time, <laughs> I feel I want to be on Married at First Sight to give the people of the UK um, a, a well-earned rest to understand and get them through lockdown. So it paid off. Thank you. No, I was just going to say, that must have been a bit weird because you do the show. Obviously, it's massive in Australia. But then 18 months later, you kind of relive that process again because obviously the whole of the UK are then watching it and obsessed by it. Yeah, it's been a little weird to relive it all again. And 
when being asked questions and that. It's just trying to take yourself back to it. But it's been amazing and it's been so beautiful. And and as you said, through COVID, when people have reached out to us and just been so beautiful and said things like, you've just got us through lockdown and just watching your your relationship and your love, like you've given me hope and just really amazing. And like just people sending you the most deepest in-depth emotional messages about what they're going through and and what this show has made them feel, which is crazy. Yeah, and we've been so thankful for every single one of those messages and Mm. someone reaching out and just telling us a little bit about their journey and and their lockdown, but also their relationships or their love life. And and I know a lot of women have reached out to Jules and said, you know, you've made me sort of feel um, that that hope and and what's available and what's to come and Mm. and what potential there is so it it has been beautiful and we're we're very very thankful for the uk tuning in for that Mm. well there's there's plenty more we've got to discuss on that break down the whole series all sorts but before we do we always have like a random question generator but it's usually a chance to get to know you guys but we thought we'd change things up because you are the first couple that we've had on the podcast so we thought we'd do a bit of uh, mr and mrs yeah, so as Tom said, we usually just pick some random questions and we throw it out there. And we were like, how can we make this a little bit different? So we're going to do the Mr. and Mrs. edition. So the first question is, who would you say out of the two of you is the better dancer? <laughs> he thinks he's like twinkle toes. Are you kidding? I'm a phenomenal dancer. <laughs> Um, is, he a good da- is he a good dancer? Because my boyfriend once said to me, you are quite a good dancer, but you definitely think you're a better dancer than you are. And I, I don't, I think he hit the nail on the head, really. I mm. think that's Cam. Like, yeah, he's great, but he thinks he's <laughs> like amazing. Phenomenal is the word I used, but uh, we're, we're, we, I think we're both in tune with each other of some of the dances that we've put. Uh, we had our, obviously our wedding dance. Oh, we love dancing. Like we did a choreographed engagement dance, a wedding dance. Like we love it. And we just, you know, take the piss out of not being that great, but we think we're great at it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like we really do choreograph, like our engagement dance was so much fun. It was to um, deliver um, electricity. Yeah, and we did this like kind of like little breakdown bit <laughs> in the middle of it. Love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Cam thinks he's like a, a, the professional like breakdancer, don't you? Yeah, I wouldn't say professional, <laughs> but <I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a bit of a stretch, but <laughs> indeed, yeah. So uh, where we got to that? Yes, that would be me. Yep. So next up, obviously, you guys live together, and we've all spent a lot of time in our houses. But out of the two of you, who's better at DIY? Me, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> go with Jules actually. <laughs> Hundred percent with me. I was grousing. We bought our home, and we had we brought Ollie home the first night that we stayed here. Like that's how oh, much wow. I was running oh, against wow. the clock. I was grousing the bathroom floor. Nine months pregnant. This one jumps on Instagram. <laughs> grouts four of them oh call cool, 1800 grout king check me out like he makes out to the world he does everything nah he just potters around and watches everyone and makes a laugh and joke is he, the, is he the glory hunter that comes in and puts the final exactly. nail in and then goes Fra- it's been Fra- a tough Fra- day strong words you're I'm just throwing out there <laughs> really <laughs> strong words Hurling what I do insults. enjoy I do throw myself into it so I'm never one to back down we when we've got labourers or carpenters over I'll always ask can I get involved can I learn a few tricks or 
I take a video and make it? I did it. Can myself. I potentially take a photo and just throw it out there <laughs> as well? Can I hold the hammer? Make out yeah. that I'm really handy. So I'm learning. I had the nail gun in my hand for at least thirty seconds before I thought I was going to do some damage, <laughs> and then gave it back. Um, but other than that, no. Jules is brilliant on the tools. She loves. I it. love all that. Yeah, she really does. DIY. She really does. So. Yeah. Um, so me, definitely me. <laughs> yeah, same <laughs> summary. It's me again. Okay, me so again. this is yep. two from this two. <laughs> so this is quite a big one. Obviously, Tom and I love watching TV and films, but at home, you're on the sofa. Who's in charge of the remote? Who makes the decisions oh, on what so you're that's watching? That's a big question. Uh, I haven't got a say, unfortunately. Mm, that's not true. So when it comes <laughs> to like binging, I'm generally in control because I'll get to like four episodes in, and he'll be like, "What's this?" And then, like, then about fifth episode, he's like, what's going on? I'm like, just watch it. And then he'll get addicted by about halfway in. But when you love watching your cricket, and when that's on, I don't have a say. Like, I've got to let you watch the sport. My sport intake has certainly taken a plunge since we got married. Um, <laughs> Still enough. There's no me. denying that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Jules has got hold of the remote, and she does select some wonderful series. Funny enough, before we before we met, I didn't even have Wi-Fi or anything. Oh, Never wow. even experienced well, you've done it. under a rock. <laughs> I, I certainly did. And, and I always said, no, no, I'm not going to do it. So when we first moved in together, I'd look over at her shoulder and I'd go, what's this? Oh, no, no, I'm not, I told you I'm not going to get involved with it. I won't do it. <laughs> then a day later, fourth episode, what's, so what's going on now? And you're like, I just can't stop watching it. I'm like, and I then know. And then fifth episode in, I've strapped myself in. And <laughs> I remember watching it to the end and then going, right, that's it. I've, I've, I've ticked that box. And now, then, like oh, my later. dear Lord, what ending. addiction it is. So, yeah, def- definitely me in that regard. But yeah, I think I that's the way it's got to work. Like I sometimes will put things on and my partner will be like, no, I'm not, I'm not watching that similar to you guys. I'm not watching that. But then every 10 minutes. So who's he again? So is yeah, he with that yeah. one? And I'm like, either watch it, you're in or you're out. Like there's no <laughs> yeah. ground here. Like leave oh the room God. or sit exactly on the sofa and, and focus. Yeah, <laughs> That's really it. exactly it. I think that sounds like a bit similar to maths, to be honest. A lot of guys here would come over and go, oh, hi, guys, how are you going? Yeah, my wife loves maths. And they're, shut up, mate, just admit to it. And like, yeah, yeah, right, I, I, I do. I do love it. I do love it. So yeah. same thing with the, with the binge series. So you guys have been watching uh, Mayor of Easttown. Great yeah, series. Yeah, I, I couldn't sleep for three nights because we finished the second last episode and I'm one of those ones that sits in bed coming up with every philosophy. Oh, and the most or, out there same. ideas. I'm like, oh, no, Cam. I thought, I, I generally thought I would... Was Kate Winslet's assistant detective, <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't come up with the right ending. But geez, I had a good time thinking about it anyway. <laughs> Should we do one more, Fran? Sure. Do you want to pick the last one? Yeah, I feel like you know you're like the golden couple of TV, and we're kind of like asking these questions and trying to get you to argue. But, <laughs> but let's go with who's most likely to put a spider out. Hundred percent, mate. Okay, <laughs> done it many times. He'll scream times. and carry on, but he'll do it. <laughs> Cam's always kind of said like, "Oh, I'd love to go into the jungle and do that show." And then like, whenever he walks into a spider web, like I always joke and we say we live at Taronga Zoo because we we moved to like suburbia as you do when you have a baby, and there is a lot of animals out here, like yeah. just lizards mm. and spiders and weird things. And he'll walk into a cobweb and he'll be like, "Ah!" Oh! 
And I'm like, don't think you should want to go on that show, honey. Like, no, not, not really for you. He's like, no, I'd be great. I'm uh, like, no, you wouldn't. I have to get like a glass and a coaster and catch it and do it. I can't be like holding the damn thing. That's just like. Oh, God, no. no. Oh, no. No. He's not anyway. that butch. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong with that? That's wrong. Like, what? Oh, you, you can't read a container. No, mate, I don't bare hands over here. <laughs> I mean, your spiders are at different levels in the UK, so uh, that's fair. Mm. I think I took one to the UK, though, because I lived in London for 14 years. Yes, you did. And I came to Sydney, like, just for a holiday, and then I came back, and I was living in Brixton at the time, and I remember opening up my suitcase, and this spider was not a London spider. Like, it was so big, and I was like, I'm convinced I brought that back with me. (laughs) So I might have, like... (laughs) You're going to have offices uh, knocking it out your from the UK. Um... I'm talking, like... 14 years ago this happened. Oh, wow. Was that was that the plan to be in the UK for that long? No, it wasn't. No, I was meant to be there seven months and then just fell in love with it and loved it. So We know about True Fit and Hill. We've heard about that. Yeah. We went there <laughs> for seven years. It was great. And if it didn't work out right here, then she would have moved back to London in a heartbeat. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, no yeah, pressure really? on me, but hey, I got the job done. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Jeez. I was going to go back to London. <laughs> Those sliding door moments, eh? Yeah, it really was. Well, we're, t- we're talking of those. Um, we often ask about a career plot twist, uh, that sort of defining moment where it could be a change in the narrative that can you know, really change someone's story. I mean, for you guys, you meet each other on national TV as strangers and you get married. And then what proceeds is this whirlwind of romance and, and now obviously marriage, you've got a gorgeous baby boy. I mean, do you ever look back over the last two and a half years and think, this is just so surreal? All the time. Yeah. Honestly, all the time. I think just every day we sort of wake up, and I know it sounds quite cliche, but genuinely that thankful. We're like a look at either Jules or where we are or and, and little Lolly. It just sometimes it just blows my mind and our minds. And we, and we talk about it a lot. We go, think about what we sort of did. And, and in that moment, it's, I wouldn't say insignificant, but it was just a small decision in our lives that we made that mm. we were able to make because I think we were in pretty good place at that time, we were both very happy with our lives. We had things going on. So it was never desperate stations. It was just like, you know what? My life's good. Everything's good. Let's just see what happens. And then fast forward two years, it's just like I looked at Ollie today when I was just at the beach and just thinking, this is amazing and so, so very thankful. And we do pinch ourselves like, really, this is actually happening? Yeah. I mean, I, I always say only I'd meet my guy in the most weirdest way possible. <laughs> like that. Um, so... Yeah, it is. It is crazy, but it's like, and it is just now. It's just the way that we met. You know, we don't. It's a, to me, I don't think about it as this big thing. You know, obviously it is, but it's just it's just our story, and it's just how we met in a really unorthodox, unorthodox type of way. way. Very and we just always say, well, at least Ollie's got a really cool way of watching how his parents <laughs> met. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah, watch it. It'll be really amazing to to give that to him. (laughs) Something that we thought was really interesting and we we discussed before, actually, and and almost, I guess, a plot twist in itself is that you hadn't met anyone before because when I guess from watching the show, you're both, you just, uh, there was a rational way of thinking, the maturity to you guys, perhaps compared to other contestants at times. Uh, You're just both (laughs) just really, really lovely. And it was just surprising. Maybe that that wasn't hard, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) True. may have made us look like we were half normal. Einstein over here. Yeah, Yeah. maybe, yeah. Okay. You you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. But yeah, it was was surprising that you hadn't already met somebody. I think we'd, we'd, and we've talked about our past relationships and I think Jules always talks about she's kissed every 
toad in the... Oh, kiss the kingdom. Kiss the <laughs> kingdom. Kiss the kingdom. <laughs> kiss the whole kingdom of them. I always say I was never short of a date. I always, even when I, when I, was, when I married Cam the second time and I did my speech, I said to my parents would be like, God, you're so fussy. What do you want? And I'd be like, I know what I want. I just haven't found it. Mm. And when I married Cam, I was like, this was what I was holding out for. My parents were like, sitting at the table, shaking their head going, okay, we get it. Like I just was missing that magic, that that real love. And, you know, I had had someone ask my dad if he could marry me and I'd had all those chances in my life, but I just, in my heart, I knew I hadn't found the right person. So, yeah, and I, and I was getting to that age where I was getting that little bit of fear stepping in and going like, oh, is it going to happen for me? Like I know all the things I want, but I never, I guess, gave up on wanting to find, you know, the real the real deal, and here I am, DIY fixer. Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy brought the magic, I guess you'd say. So, yeah. Just not the tools. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they call me Carpenter Cam. Just. <laughs> <laughs> how sort of early on in the process did you have that moment where you realised that? Because Tom and I were discussing around sort of dating these days mm. and with dating apps, people feel very disposable. And actually, as you say, when people get a bit older, I think sometimes they put a lot of pressure of, do I feel that immediate connection with someone? Yep. Is yeah. this the right so person? True. Do you think that the process of kind of you'd committed to get spending that time together and getting to know each other helped really get under the skin of someone before you made those decisions in a way that dating these days doesn't quite allow you to do? hundred percent. We were put did. in this situation together where, you know, we, we were both open to it as well. We didn't just look at each other and go, nah, you're not what I ordered. Cause we weren't like physically, we were not what we usually went for, but we were open to the experience. And I mean, I can honestly say from our first night of getting married and going home with each other, we sat up in bed and we talked till 2am. And that's mm. when I kind of was like, this feels really good. And it felt really comfortable and it instantly felt great. But yeah, absolutely. Because you're put in this, you know, little bubble and you're with each other 24 seven. And I just, you break down so many barriers so quickly. And within, you know, a month of being with each other all day, every day in and out, it's like six months of dating already mm. because you're mm. really stuck by each other. Yeah, it's so accelerated that, for yeah. sure. And there was, when when I turned around and Jules obviously walking to me thinking that she's got some three foot um, human coming with her. I always said they must have put him in a ditch because he looks so little. They did. They I was really like, did. Oh my and God. my best, my best man was is is almost seven foot as well. So it didn't make me look any good. Just to let you know, I'm 174 centimeters out there, and I am one centimeter taller than Jules. So I'm average, very average height. So um, I, I, with that, when I turned around. There was something magical that sort of did instantly happen, and we you could see it. You could we see came it. close. We introduced ourselves. The, the smallest of things of, of introducing ourselves, but then the second, literally the second thing that we said was, "Where I'm from, Sydney. I'm from Sydney, also." And that in itself takes so much pressure off. In that circumstance, mm. we said that straight away, and then we just we both just felt calm with each other, and we looked at each other in the eyes, and you know, to the moment there was this there was this moment where they, were, they had to reset up cameras and, and, and footage and audio and everything like that. And they told, told us just to just stay still and just look at each other's eyes. For I don't even think they told us to do that. I think we just didn't know yeah, what else to did. do, so we just did that. It was odd. <laughs> but they were literally resetting from different angles and, and we stood there and we looked into each other's eyes for probably like it? two minutes. Two minutes. Really so it was a really long time. For, to do that with someone that you've 
just met is really, mm. really intense. But we looked into each other's soul. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was there. We did, I was we... with you in that moment. I was like, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> they saw each other's souls, Tom. No, was that you, that... Fran, that was there? I felt there was someone else there. Yeah, and it was, was a connection. Was, I guess we just didn't know what else really to do, so they're all moving everything around and we're like, hey, nice to meet you and really cold. And, and then we just stared at each other and it was like a bit of a, I don't know. Hypnotising yeah, connection. It was really amazing. It really was. And then we sort of we had a, a beautiful hug and and then we went on our merry way. And from that moment on, there was something that was different to, I think, any other experience that we'd had. Yeah, and it's funny. I look back at our wedding photos from that, that day. Yeah. And, like, we do. It looks like an actual wedding. Like, we yeah. look so together. Like, it's just. And every now and then new ones will pop up that we haven't actually seen. Like we'll see them somewhere online and we're like, oh, wow. Like, and it just looks like a, a, someone had been together for a few years and got married photos. So really weird, like all the stars aligned and it was a great day. <laughs> I think that's what struck me watching you guys is there was that sense of calm and ease. And actually there were a lot of like fireworks and sort of big fiery passion moments in some of the other couples but actually you guys were that kind of center point of ease and calm which really is how it should be right when you find someone that it feels right with that you just kind of fall into your your rhythm quite quickly yeah. do you think the kind of intensity yeah, yeah. like you talked about having that moment on your own do you think the intensity of being part of a show like that brought you closer together more quickly yeah 100% and i feel like our relationship and our bond that we have from sharing such a unique, crazy experience. Because then when you come out of that, there's so many other elements of your relationship that aren't normal that you do mm. go through together, you know, from other public perception to, you know, people's opinion, like all those things that aren't normal. And you just have this bond with each other to support each other and to look after each other because you've done it with each other. So I definitely feel like it's it is a very unique thing that makes you seriously close bonded and then you throw in a little bit of COVID 19 and then you're forced to live with each <laughs> yeah. other indoors and we just we said the same thing we don't we've done oh, we've done this before this we've is fine this, this is easy <laughs> yeah, this is easy yeah. been yeah. in training because mm. we saw yeah. that with um especially in the first few weeks where you were really that support network cam it seemed but then as the series went on there was a lot of uh drama within the group and the intensity of it all that you had a moment where you kind of broke down and I remember it in our household when we were talking about it my mom was like why is he getting upset I was like well surely the intensity of what they're going through both together but you know this exposure with the cameras and everyone else that it really would be quite pressurizing yeah it was and that, there was a there was a there was a few things that happened with that and first of all the the toxicity of the group and what was happening around that time was was getting out of control um we all we all knew something was happening but we didn't know what and you just felt like you couldn't trust anyone like trust anyone mm. anyone in that vicinity of, of the show like you just felt very unsafe didn't it like mm. you felt unsafe yeah and i'd been i'd been really strong for for Jules, I'd been mm. really strong. For the other group, we'd set, we'd we'd often laugh that at the dinner table. We sat in the same place at the dinner table every single week, and we often just laughed that this is this was became our office. And all the other <laughs> couples came in for counselling, and they're just coming, Doctor Cam, come in, chat yeah. to Doctor Cam. What's going on this week? And and so I think we were very lucky that we were in a really good space that we could offer that emotional connection and support to the other couples that we wanted to see succeed as well because in that time they're your friends and they're in the bubble and and you're all living this unique experience I think 
it just got so much with that that it just got overloaded and, and I needed a time. Yeah. Um, and the nastiness of it as well is not a normal thing to, mm. to be around. You know, like it's a lot to deal with. So, mm. um, And then you throw on the top of that, we, we're, we usually – you, you stay in ground or you stay in, in your hotel or wherever you're staying for a little bit. There was a time, we're lucky, we live, we both live in Sydney, so we would get out times where we'd just need a bit of sanity where there are either friends or family and we were very lucky. And these are other things that were able to help us get through as well. But that the day before, I helped run uh, mental health workshops and we had one at a school and a young, and, and I ducked out the day before because I just wanted to get a bit grounded because you forget that, this experiment, it's like this bubble mm. and the whole rest of the world doesn't exist. And you're constantly talking about someone else's life or someone else's relationship yeah, and that's all that matters. And I had to sort of just get mm. out and go, fuck me, that there's, there's a lot more to what, it, what our bubble is. And we're, we're running a, a mental health workshop at a, young, at a young school and a young boy at the end put his hand up and he literally said, guys, thank you so much for allowing me to, to speak and and see that everyone else does struggle with mental health at times and, and mental wellness. And he put his hand up and he said, last night I literally tried to take my own life. Mm. And it was just the most uh, surreal sort of real moment that put everything into context what I'd been mm. involved in. Sure. And it was just like none of that fucking matters at all. Yeah. And mm. and this young boy, his his life is, is in his in, yeah. in our hands and all the pettiness and all the, the toxicity that we were dealing like with. Someone from the cast got on the couch and was saying, oh, it's affecting my mental health. And it was like, it was just, you know, it was all these little snippets of things. was like, yeah, yeah just that wasn't, you can't talk about someone else's mental health because you don't know, but in the circumstances, it wasn't. Let's put it into right, perspective. I guess. And it just, yeah. it just triggered you because it was like, this is it really was such a health, real you know? moment. It was and just, it was just so much stuff going on and, and Cam just yeah. crumbled. And then that, that, I mean, the, and then the next day was a commitment ceremony and it went till literally three or 4 a.m. in the morning. We were filming till, uh, it was a big one. It was a really big one. Literally producers, we, we were rolling again at 8 a.m. the next day and I'd just gone through so much and that was when it happened. And, and when you see it, I was, we were actually talking about, a beautiful moment that Jules's family were meeting. My family we were going to have lunch. It was a really special moment, but it just overwhelmed me, and and it all came flooding mm. out. That was just it was just it built. So yeah. Um. But at the same time, Tom, I'm I'm so proud of that moment, and so many Absolutely. people have reached out all over the country at the time and all over the world to say, you know what, thank you for for being vulnerable and thank you for showing me that it is okay to to show your emotions as a man and I haven't done that. I've had so many women, wives and sisters saying, Cameron, you literally saved our relationship. We haven't spoken deep. We've been married for 15 years and we've never spoken anything in depth and it was almost going to be over my husband watched that, broke down, and we opened up to each other what mm. we've never done before, and now we're flying. And yeah. it was just a – it was really even like a, I remember a mother was like her son loved Cam. He was only a little boy, and he was like 10. He was like, why, why is he crying like that? And she was explaining to him, like, you know, it's okay for a, a man to cry yeah, like is. that. You know, so it was just – it became a really good topic of conversation for, you know, 
how it is totally fine for a man mm. to show his emotions. Um, I completely agree, especially yeah, today as well with with social media, because there's there's always been this pressure on women and how they look, but also now with social media, there's a lot of pressure on men as well, and also how in terms of masculinity, how a man should be, how a man should behave. So to show that vulnerability, I, I'm completely on board with that. Thanks, yeah. mate. Yeah, t- it's exactly right. Toughen up. You know, don't show emotion. Don't talk about your feelings. All these things and and mental health as a as a huge part. We've come so far in ten years, but we've got so far to go, and that's just the the tipping point. I love that. Going back to sort of the start of the show, because I have a psychology degree, so this sort of show is like my dream. It's like love stories and psychology matching you all rolled into one, which is amazing. <laughs> Here she comes. Um, <laughs> Man, you yeah, could be an expert. Have you put your hand up to be an expert? I thought this was the audition for me to go on the next Ser- series. Eight. Yes, you're the on to us. You're on to us. I'd have to, to dust off the old books. But um, <laughs> when you're going through that kind of process to get onto the show, how deep do they go with that sort of psychological testing? Because I was listening to another interview you guys did and they said that like on paper, you guys are one of the best matches that they'd had. So yeah. can you just talk us through a bit about like that that process and was that quite intense to go through even ahead oh, of being um, in the show? It's an amazing experience, amazing experience to every single expert has their own papers that you papers or online that you get and you've got to fill them all out. And I loved that I can't remember which expert it was, but it was like name your top 10 traits that you want in someone. And then what do those 10 traits mean? Like what do they mean to you? And then mm. what's your top three? What if your partner didn't have those traits? What would that look like? So when do you sit down really and really knock out what are your values that you won't not tolerate or that you have to have in someone or if they didn't appreciate those things or would that make things different? Like I really, really enjoyed that 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 process and I felt like I found out a lot about what myself and but I was brutally honest in in that about myself as well. I didn't. You know, right now, I'm right. super confident all the time. And I'm, you know, I didn't make out that I was anything not than what I am. And I was really open to it. And I assume, obviously, knowing Cam, that he was probably exactly the same. Like he was very open and vulnerable and and really expressed who he was as a person. So I think that's, you know, so we got seriously lucky. I mean, we always joke and think we're, we were ringing because we only got notified six days before the actual <laughs> wedding day. So we were always like, they just got lucky. <laughs> we, didn't, we were like two ring-ins that somehow made it there. And a lot of the other contestants had like two months notice and we're like, why did we have six days? I had no sleep for six days. Wow. Then I got married, broke down that morning because <laughs> I was like, was oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. That's another that thing of the morning when I got married, when I started crying, like everyone's like, when people would be like, oh, that's Jules's true colors. And, you know, because I did have a bit of a, a bit of a strop, but it was like, I hadn't slept for six days. Like yeah. I actually hadn't. Like I was just so crazy organizing, wrapping up my life, getting all the girls' dresses, my dresses, my speech, the, you know, my wedding speech, my vows, the song. Like there's so much that goes into it. Like you do have a lot of control over your wedding day. And it was just hectic, but it was a wonderful experience getting chosen for it. I knew in my heart that I had it. I don't know why. I just was like, I've got this. I'm, I don't, I'm going on this show. Mm, try writing your vows to someone that you've never <laughs> met before. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But, uh, but to answer your question, friend, yeah, the, we, we constantly talk about that even if we didn't get on, that process in itself to answer mm. all these questions, again, just steps you forward in the right direction to knowing more about you and what yeah. you want, who you, who you are and, and your values and, 
and mm. and everything like that. So it was again another learning process, which is pretty special. Yeah, and I find it, it through that process as well. They'd obviously know a lot about you as well, and I always believe that on a show like that, you're never ever told to go and do something or say something. Like you're not produced in that way, but producers would know what kind of character you are from yeah. that that process that they will know that you know what that guy probably will cheat like that's just in you know because they know so much about you without you kind of realizing or you know they just know everyone's behavior like it should sure. be argumentative or whatever so I believe that they do then put people together where they they know what's going to happen they know yeah. they know it's going to be a good mm. show put it that way <laughs> there's they've got no doubt that it, you, you have 10 couples four of them are going to be a strong chance of succeeding. Four of them have got zero chance of succeeding <laughs> and two could go either way. So that's how they, I, I generally believe they, they put it together. We were lucky that we got put in the absolute zero chance and we found a way. No, yeah. we got put <laughs> in And the, I didn't think that you were the, really short. <laughs> we, we, they obviously just saw us as a, as a chance um, to yeah. be together and live happily ever after and it, it succeeded. Succeeded. <laughs> Do you guys believe in fate, though? Do you think had you oh, not been on the show, you'd have found a way to each other? This comes also from the romantic within oh, me. Do you think you'd have found yes. a way to each other? I mean, you're you're living in the same place, right? Like, do you think you'd have crossed paths? We often talk about that because then we go back and talk about our, our, our travel experiences. And there were times where Jules was living in London, where I was in London around the remember the Rugby World Cup that was in that was in England. And uh, and Wales, I was over there for that time for a Let's couple of months, having camp. a ball. Like <laughs> what a time! And then, but we would often say, imagine we just crossed somewhere, but we had never seen each other ever. And the yeah. fact that we both live in the northern beaches, literally twenty minutes away from each other, is madness. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, and it's a weird. It's a weird one because I can't answer it properly, but I do know that everything in my life led me to that point to meet Cam, you know, okay. like, and I, and I mean that, like everything led me to that point to be like, I'm here, I'm ready, going to give this a go. And it was the right person. Like, And timing of everything, timing in life is just the essence of everything. I know yeah. we were just, everything that came back, Jules sort of came back from London. I came back from the same place. I was moving Moving out of my my bachelor pad with with my best mate who just found oh, someone. Really lovely, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like our leases, like little, just the smallest things. Everything just fell into place. But just quickly, Cam, on that because you were approached, though, weren't you? You you when you when you were out with the lads and then you get picked out by somebody and says, "Oh, you should apply for this show." I mean, I was, mate. I was having a beer on a Wednesday night of all times. Again, when would I go? I think it was State of Origin. There was a footy game on on a Wednesday. Never happens. And I had three of my best mates, all married, all kids, and they were sitting opposite me. So you can imagine one, two, three, and then me on the opposite side, like it was a like it was an interview. Oh, you're left out. Like it was a dead set <laughs> interview. And and a guy and a girl came up, and they were both producers. We had no idea, and they just, "Hi guys, how are you going? Anyone single here?" And all mates just went. That guy. And it's like, oh. And they said, oh, would you be interested in a dating show? And I'd watched the season before and I genuinely said, yeah, look, I've, I've, it's not maths by any chance, is it? Because I just thought it's about that time where they sort of cast. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they said, yeah, it actually is. Are you interested? And I just went, oh, look, look, <laughs> I watched it. I enjoyed it. Um, they asked a few questions, took a photo, and the rest is history. It's just, yeah, that's the thing, it's timing, isn't it? To think that if you'd gone 20 minutes later or if the footy game wasn't on, for example, what, you know, that such change that 
you know, that would have never met me. Yeah, <laughs> scary. Complete. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> sliding moments, sliding doors. I'm a huge believer in it. Like of what can happen if you just make that decision right then and there. What the world can open up to you if you just take a risk, opposed to going on your norm to head back and. And that's a, I think it's a big, I think when people sort of step out of their comfort zone for one moment, it's only one moment of, 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 of fear and the other side of it can be pure bliss. And this is a perfect example of it. Oh, that's incredible. Let's talk about Ollie then. I saw he was at the aquarium the other day. having Little a, Ollie. Yeah, he's loving it there. <laughs> Little Cam. Cam. <laughs> <laughs> How's that been though? Obviously, was it, was it October he was born? Um, September 29. September 29. Oh, okay. How's that process? Yeah. That must be just wonderful. Yeah. The most incredible thing I, I say that's ever that's happened to us. And, and we both share this. That it's it's this love that we both can't understand. We've never felt anything like yeah. it. Like we obviously have this deep love for us, for each other, but obviously for this little human being that we've created that just brings us so much joy every single day. He's getting really fun now. Like he's eight months and he's got a little personality. He's yeah. super cute. Yeah. He's, 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 um, he's beautiful and he's a, like, I'm not just saying this touch wood. He's a really good baby. Like he's Aww. just great. Like he sleeps and he laughs and he's, he's not, yeah, we've just been really blessed with a, with a good kid. Not that we've got anything to compare it to, yeah. but we have had obviously parents. Just other, my aunts and stuff, like he'll say my parents and they go, God, you've got a good baby. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I don't know how. We'll get the opposite next time. I'll be, yeah. We'll be, yeah, we'll get, yeah. We'll get. We're going to have another baby um, next year, so we just hope we get another one. Luckily, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's> great. <laughs> yeah, it's just been a care, easy, easy baby to look after. How do you think your relationship has evolved since becoming parents? Because I mean, aside from the sleep deprivation, like you say, it's the two of you against the world, and then suddenly you introduce this little third person into the middle. Would you say obviously it's strengthened your relationship? But how would you say that it's sort of evolved you guys as a couple? Yeah, it is. It, it is. It, things change drastically when you have a baby. Like you, I mean, we do make a very good effort to not make. I mean, we've got a great support around us. My parents are very close to us here, you know. So we've made a real effort to not make having a baby completely change our life. You know that we do mm. go and do things with each other, and we do like on the weekend. I had a great time with my girlfriends, and I had the plan for two months in the diary, I have to say. But, you know, we do make sure we go and do things by ourselves as well and not let it, I guess, because it would be very easy to let this little person take over your whole being, you know, and, and everything you do is for this child, 100% it is. But it's really important to have that space apart and to, you know, still be individuals, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, we're like any couple, you know, there's at times when he was a newborn and we go ah, at each other and then we're like, oh, what are we doing? Like you're taking it out on each other when really you need mm. each other right now because you are just exhausted at the at the beginning. But I think, you know, we, we're definitely a team when it comes with 50-50 everything. Cam's very much modern day dad, aren't you? Certainly am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> morning feeds. And we did. at the, at the Right at the start, we both just made a, 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 almost a pact that we were going to team this 100%. And I wasn't ever going to be the one that sits, sits and lies in bed. And we're also very lucky that we both work from home. That was, that was, that was great. So if Jules was up breastfeeding, I was up and I was getting her what she needs. And, and now, I'd, yeah, the modern day dad and the sort of washing and cleaning up and, and, night feeds and things like that because we both have a real aware of what each other needs. Jules, yeah. she obviously mm. she's flat out with figure her shapewear line during the day. 
I'm a little bit more flexible. I can do what I need. Plus, I am one of the greatest sleepers of all time where I can just <laughs> snap and go back That's to sleep. Amazing. That's amazing. And I me. can't. Like, if I wake up at three, I'm done. Like, I'm up for the whole day and then I'm just – I'm dead by midday, you know? So Cam now, because we just bottle feed, he's taken that responsibility away from me, which is amazing. Well, guys, we've absolutely loved chatting to you. Just wanted to ask one thing to wrap because it feels like a good sort of way to end the interview based on the themes. But what would be your advice to singletons that are looking for love? I mean, I'm 30, I'm single, and I've watched you guys, and I'm taking inspiration. But what would be the Uh, generic advice? Tom, you're an absolute catch. Look at you, handsome devil. You, How is this possible? (laughs) Oh, you charmer. How is this possible? Okay. Uh, So we're just going to reach out here on the podcast. Um, Tom is single, ladies and gentlemen. Just get in touch. Get us here on the plot twist. (laughs) Hey, if if you're still in touch with Heidi, set me up. Let's do it, you know. Yay. Right down there. Heidi, sorry. Heidi. Heidi. Oh, really? Yeah. There we go. Let's do that. Heidi's a very good friend of ours. Um, What would be some advice? Uh, The first one would... Again, we live in a, such a fast-paced world, so everyone's either swiping left or swiping right. I think you have to deep get a little bit deeper than that if you're going to find, or if you can at least give yourself a chance to find mm. someone that you're after. Yeah, I do think you know we were saying before, Fran, about just being calm and that, and it is such a cliche, and it's a like. I remember feeling when someone would say that this to me, I go, oh, shut up, you know, but <laughs> when you get there and when people say like, when you know, you just know, and it just works and it's easy. It yeah. is true. Like it just really generally does. And it just, there's no, and I know not everyone's relationships can be straightforward and you meet. And sometimes there are things that are in the way and there's obstacles and it's not straightforward and they end up being together and that's great. But nine times out of 10, when you meet the right person, it just, you just know, and it just works. So I just think, just trust that. Trust that timings in your life to know that when you meet them, you're going to know, and it's going to feel, it's going to feel great. But also be open to, be open to it. Don't be so judgy. People are so judgy about everyone, you know. Like you're saying, swiping just because someone's not in the right postcode. Like pick your postcode longer, you know. Like it doesn't. Yeah. So that's what I, I think. Just be open to it and. And when, when it's right, it just you you will know that it feels like it's the right place to be. Because you'll be on the same level. You'll be on the same page yeah. of everything that you sort of just talk about. And and that's a, a really good way. If that's the case, that's the first step. And then the rest of it, you can sort of just, you can just navigate your way. Yeah, I'll maths. do that. Maths, <laughs> maths UK, yeah. what, a series, what a series that <laughs> is going gonna be to be. It's going to be a cracker. Oh, my. <laughs> that is going to be next level. Obviously, Mel Schilling, who is one of our experts, she's obviously over there. Uh, filming uh, as one of the experts, but oh, that is going to be some seriously cool watching TV. Yeah, the UK makes great TV. <laughs> I miss UK TV, so it'll be awesome. Well, you guys need to come over with Ollie. Yeah, we do. We, we are. Will. We will be there as soon as possible. I want to launch Figure My Business in a real fabulous way, and I've got a search at the moment for ambassadors. I've had so many hundreds and hundreds of uk women applying to be ambassadors so as soon as we can get there i will be there absolutely so. and i'm doing exactly the same here with so with my mental health projects i'm working with a company called project gen z and we've just launched in the uk so we go into schools when available to talk about self-development self-confidence and build having dreams it's and how to get them dreams hopes and and, and mental it. health and so every time i've sort of done something on my page parents or teachers are just going we need this here in the uk so we have launched and it's it's really exciting so we are we want to be over over in the uk 
to chat, to talk, and obviously to meet so many beautiful people that have that have support, shown us a lot of support as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we look forward to it. Let's yeah, let's get it sorted at some point. When COVID's yeah. out the way, let's get it done. Plus, Jules <laughs> wants to be on Dancing with the Stars. Remember how yeah. it was me that was a phenomenal dancer? Yeah. Jules wants to be on Dancing with the Stars. So call that strictly no. there. Strictly. strictly. Sorry, yeah. my bad. <laughs> yeah. My bad. So, yeah, you'll see her twinkle toes potentially. Wear sparkly dresses and be spun around. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> oh, well, guys, thank you so much for coming on Plot Twist. It's been thank a blast. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having us. Really wonderful. So that was Cam and Jules. They were amazing, as I fully expected them to be. But actually, what was even more amazing was that (laughs) after the interview ended, we had a solid, I'd probably say 10 minutes of Cam and Jules Mm. coaching Tom on his dating life. And I literally just sat back, could have had popcorn in hand. I just watched that (laughs) bad boy unfold. Well, Fran, you laugh, you laugh. But actually, I'm a renewed man. I'm ready to go. I'm fully expecting to get an invite to your wedding in six days' time. Any day now. Any producers are married at first sight. I'm here. I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, I've got the best advice. So, Unless, of course, you set up a quick call with Heidi and that pans out because you hey, really managed friend. to throw that in there at the end <laughs> I did it was it, yeah shame, shamelessly but you don't ask you don't get uh, Very true. to be fair by the response I'll have to keep asking um, <laughs> but it was it was amazing to get that level of insight from them in terms of the experiment everything they went through the intensity of it uh, and the fact that if they'd met in person in a different social setup mm. or matched on a, on a, a dating website they may never have got together. It just goes to show, doesn't it? You've got to get to know the person. Yeah, we touched on it in the interview. Are dating worlds due to apps? Oh, great. Don't get me wrong. So many people cross paths and meet people that they otherwise might not have. But it does make you realise just how disposably we treat people. So you swipe left, swipe right, all on that kind Mm. of initial impression from maybe one or two photos. And I loved speaking to them and hearing about how actually not only did the process force them to look at themselves and what they really wanted, which made them a better version to go into the experiment, it forced them to really get under the skin of each other and, you know, unlock what yeah, really was these days. those psychologists realised would work with them. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to the whole process of it. And it's just a really heartwarming, incredible story of two people who are clearly so well suited. So well suited. And what's really nice is that together they've been able to elevate each other. And, you know, Cam was talking about mental health, Fran, wasn't he? About men's vulnerability Mm. and about showcasing that. I'm a big advocate of that, which was great to hear. And then you've got Jules working on her, you know, her product line with the uh, shapewear, you know, figure. Yeah, they've both really used the show as a springboard to pursue their passions. And as you say, they've got that strength and unity of being in this couple and also becoming parents. I mean, that is parent goals oh, right wow, there. Yes. The tag teaming in and out. That is goals. Uh, but more importantly, they're planning a trip to the UK. So uh, hopefully be. we'll manage to get a quick beer in with them. <laughs> I, mean, I probably won't be invited to that gathering. But I am definitely going to be no, rallying around to get Jules on Strictly and Cam on I'm a Celebrity. They said they're interested. I, for one, am keen. And I would tune in because I'm obviously a big fan of both of those two. Wouldn't that be great? Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon. Oh, oh, oh.